Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever you're listening to, maybe this podcast of, of uh, two very funny comics from the Laugh Factory, Noel Sanders and Eleanor Kerrigan. They're playing there. This weekend. Tonight, two shows tomorrow, September 12th, and one show Sunday night, September 13th. So if it's Sunday and you're getting ready for your work week and you go, I need a live laugh, a real live laugh before I kick it in gear on Monday morning, I'm going to go down to the Laugh Factory and see Lowell Sanders and Eleanor Kerrigan. And they're going to be in studio in just a few minutes. Uh, before they do, let me tell you about some of the things going on. If you're looking for something to do Friday night, they have two shows. So you might want to catch two different shows tonight because you might want to stop down at the Tempe Center for the Arts. Uh, at 7.30, there's a show called Best of the West. Uh, and it's a, it's a great show. It's only uh, 8 bucks and you use promo code TONY, which oddly enough is my, uh, my first name. If you use that promo code then you'll be able to get in for as little as $8. There's no drink minimum. You know, sometimes you go out someplace and uh, let's say you just got out of rehab. You just got out of rehab, but you want to go out and laugh. You go to a nightclub, they tell you there's two drink minimum. When you hear drink, you think booze. So you order a quart of gin, and the next thing you know, you're doing a five-year stretch. Um, by the way, when you hear two drink minimum, you can order a Diet Coke. I don't know if you know that. But uh, we want to give you information here as well as entertainment. So if you go to a club and they say there's a two-drink minimum, you can order two Diet Coca-Colas or two Pepsi-Colas. You know, here's something I notice. A lot of times I go to a club and they go, what would you like? And I'll say a Diet Coke, and they go, we have Pepsi. And then I'll say, all right, Pepsi's fine. Or I'll go there and I'll say, I have a Diet Pepsi, to go, we have Coke. They never have exactly what I want. Anyway, you don't have to worry about any of that if you go to the Tempe Center for the Arts, because if you go to the Tempe Center for the Arts, there's no drink minimum. You don't have to drink a uh, darn thing. There's even uh, water fountains in their beautiful lobby. So you can go uh, get your uh, belly full of uh, tap water and then see an incredible funny show called Best of the West. Some of the best of the uh, local comics in the red-hot Phoenix comedy scene playing the most beautiful comedy venue in the Valley of the Sun, the Tempe Center of the Arts. So while we're waiting for a lull and waiting for Eleanor, and you know what? They might not show up. You never know. So uh, we certainly hope they do. Uh, and uh, as soon as they do, we've actually, you know, I've been with radio shows before where um, we play music. We don't play music on this station, not yet, but that'll be coming up. But I've been with radio shows where we play music and, uh, and we talk. Music and talk, music and talk, music and talk. And what we normally did, or what I was told was normal, was that while we were talking, we closed the door, we locked the door, we wouldn't let people in. And if they came to the door uh, and uh, they were knocking or scratching at the door, you know, then we uh, we just would ignore them because I was told that was radio etiquette. But we don't really care here, so we've kind of left the door half cracked. Uh, we should call this the half cracked studio because I almost blew this studio up yesterday. I'll tell you more about that later on. But, uh, so we've left the door half cracked. So when Lo- Lowell, I said it starts to say Lowell, Lowell and Eleanor show up, they can just come in here and we'll get them seated at the, uh, at the comedy school's uh, mic. We have a three microphones. We have a mixing board. Uh, just to let you know, my wife Shirley is actually at the control. She's sitting across the desk from me right now. Hello, everyone. And she just said, hello, everyone. Um, and she has put this entire thing together. I said, I would like to have my own internet radio station 
and uh, I just said it in passing one day. I think I was eating a ham sandwich staring out the window. And uh, next thing I know, she had built out the entire site, ComedySchoolsRadio.com. She had built it out and figured out how to download things and podcast things and live feed things. And uh, we have this beautiful office in Scottsdale. And we come in here on occasion and uh, record or go live. And anyway, we bought this Mackie mixing board. We wanted to have a mixing board so we could have multiple mics and be able to run uh, effects and that sort of thing through. And uh, oh my goodness, oh my word, the door has swung open. The door has swung open. And in has walked Eleanor Kerrigan and Lowell Sanders. Hello. Hello. So, uh, How are you? So, Eleanor, just grab a chair right there. We're very casual here. This is extremely casual. So you you can sit a little closer to me. It's fine because you're going to be on this microphone. Uh, You can turn your, but so let me, uh, don't go, don't get real close to it because it's it's super hot. Oh. Okay. And you, we got, we're going to buy one of those for everyone soon. All right. Because that makes it so you can get as close to the pop filter as you want. Okay. You know who we had in last week? Uh, We had uh, Eric Myers and uh, uh, Katie Quigley. Katie Quigley. And they they were, uh, uh, and I've known Eric or I met Eric. Mm-hmm. We have mutual friends. But they were like eating the microphone the entire time. And they, they were very entertaining. <laughs> I can so, see it's chewed off a little bit on this end. You haven't he, gotten he to replace that. these. He does that. So anyway, I, we want to welcome in studio right now Lowell Sanders and uh, Eleanor Kerrigan. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I am good. saying that right. And uh, we're happy to see you. Thanks and, for having us, Tony. And, uh, and Shirley. Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Nice to be here. That is my uh, lovely wife, Shirley, who's put this whole thing together. I was just explaining to people before you guys came in that... Uh, I was at her house one day staring out the uh, window eating a ham sandwich. And I said, I'd like to have my own radio station. And uh, the next thing you know, she had taken over one of the bedrooms and turned it into an office. And then she called me and one day and goes, here, I, I've built all of this. And she lady. built out the entire thing. And we've had this nice bedroom you have here. Right. <laughs> okay, now, this is, this is the office in the studio. And then uh, <laughs> yesterday, I almost blew the whole thing up because we bought this mixing board so that everybody could come through. Yes. You know, like th- you could do like a little internet podcast with these single microphones, like that blue one we have there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem is that people don't pick up as well. One person will pick up well, right? Something like that. Uh, so, so this is high tech. This is high this tech. Is except yesterday, I was trying to uh, plug in a CD player to play music, and uh, I really liked the song, so I cranked it like I was an 18-year-old <laughs> with my headphones on, and I'm like headbanging. And all of a sudden, I blew up the whole mixing board. Wow. So, so that's new. That's new. That's new. That so you guys new. are at the Laugh Factor this weekend? Yes. This weekend. We started last night. Started last night. Uh, Paul and Paul. That's what we like to say. Paul and Paul. Paul and Paul. Paul Rodriguez and Paul Hopp have brought Jamie oh, Mastada's yeah. legendary Laugh Factory to the Valley of the Sun. To, and the, I'm, I'm to assuming hell. To hell. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I like it hot like that. You like I, I do. I like hot. You know, we don't consider... You were just complaining about it being too no, hot No, not me. I said my niece. <laughs> okay. I feel bad about my niece. You're throwing your niece you under the bus. <laughs> well, because you don't notice how hot it is until somebody else... Like, you know, I'm used to it. I don't have an air conditioner. I don't like air conditioners. But my niece, every time I come home, now she's staying with me in L.A. Every time I come home, she's, like, covered in sweat. I'm like, oh, is it that hot? Oh, no. You sure it's from the air conditioner? Well, you never know. <laughs> she is so, from Philadelphia. <laughs> well, you started out in Detroit. Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of you as a Denver comic. What? But you're a you're a Detroit guy. Why Why would you think of me as the ben- Denver comic? Did you ever Tony? play Denver? Yes. All right. You know why I think of you as a Denver comic? Because I toured for 15 years, from like 1986 to almost 2000. I was on the road about 40, 45 weeks a year, and I used to see your name 
and I thought I saw your name one time when I was in or near Denver. Yeah, one Colorado of the times I got, Springs. Yeah, I think Ooh. one of the times I got fired from the Denver Comedy Works. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's his name who had the clubs? Uh, Jeff, uh, was it? Valdez. Valdez. Jeff Valdez. Yeah, yeah. I oh, worked with yeah. Jeff in Chicago 100 years ago at the Funny Firm. Okay. So, so we've crossed paths. Yeah, and you probably did a lot of Yoder stuff up oh, in Michigan. Yeah. That's where I know yeah, you're from. Yeah. Because uh, for those of you um, who don't John Yoder. don't know and probably don't care, <laughs> but we're going to make you care because this is, this is a comedy you show. You should care. There was a man many, many years ago named John Yoder, and he probably employed more comics. There's only one other guy who employed more comics at that level, and that was David Tribble. But comedy pimp. Comedy oh. pimp. He had clubs <laughs> everywhere in Michigan, and I would go and work there every spring because – I, we didn't want to go there in the winter. It was too cold. Yeah. But from March through April, I would work throughout Michigan. You don't want to go in the summer because then you get summer money. Summer money. <laughs> summer oh. money. Yeah. They go, well, it's summer money. And when I started, it's just when they went from three con- – it'd be a one-nighter. Yeah. A one-nighter like in Bay City, Michigan. Bay City. Yeah. And it'd be a one-nighter. And it'd Saginaw. Be Saginaw. Uh-huh. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo was the weekend room. You make it there, you, you had a Friday, there. Saturday. At the, at the uh, Comedy Den. Oh, that was Grand Rapids. That was Grand Rapids. Yeah. yeah. Kalamazoo was in a Holiday Inn. Yeah. No, in a, yeah. The Hyatt. The Hyatt, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where I met Bill Hicks. He and I worked together back in the 80s and became fast friends for I years. worked there with Bill Hicks one time. He did a two-hour show one night to eight people. Yeah. Wow. Was he sober or not sober when you worked with him? He was sober. He was sober. I met him. He was two weeks sober. Yeah. And he actually um, came up to me, and I'd heard uh, we we both had the same road agent, a woman named Sandy DePerna. Oh yeah, remember I know Sandy? Sandy. Yeah, yeah, she was great. And <laughs> she called me and asked if Bill could ride with me. I was on tour, and I already had Andy Kindler in the car with me. Wow. And I go, well, it's kind of a crowded Honda Civic, and she goes, he doesn't have any money. He's broke, and he just you know kind of restarting. And I said, well, because I said I hear he's a jerk. I hear he's funny, but he's a jerk. Cause any trouble, I'll throw him out of the car. I said, yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't know why I was all, but I was all, yeah, you know, probably because I was intimidated by <laughs> this artist because yeah. he was, you know, he was and, a true uh, artist. The first night I saw him, he walked the entire room, and <gasps> um, that's the sign of a true artist. Yeah, true artist. that's true. And then this, the second night, and but he was funny. Yeah, was just people who didn't want to hear the things he had to say. Yeah, and uh, the second night he comes up and sits down and looks at me. He goes, "Hey, man, I was talking to someone in L.A. He was talking about a guy named Kurt Matthews." Said I heard you don't drink, and I go, no, I don't. He goes, can I hang out with you? I quit about two, three weeks ago. So that's how we became friends. But so you started when, man? You started back in the day. You really want to know? I do. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, 1979. You started in 1979. Wow. Yeah. So you started when you were one. Yeah. And I'm not hitting yeah. on you. It's not a. But I'm I just am. You look young. Oh, Eleanor's hitting on you. What are you wow. trying to say, man? I'm old or what? No, no I'm saying <laughs> if you started in 1979. And you look like you're about uh, 35 or 40. You, I thought you quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Was, well, did Ridley have the Comedy Castle I then? started when they started the Comedy Castle. Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, uh, Tim Allen and I, Dave Couillet. Yeah, Mike I know Binder Dave. used to, uh, he had just moved to L.A. and Binder would come and be headline. Yeah. Wow. yeah, Mike did well. I don't Joe know what he's doing now. Mike, is, you don't know what Mike Binder's doing now? I don't know what he's doing right now, no. Right. He's a director. He yeah. just directed the last movie with Kevin Costner, wrote and directed. Oh, he did that? Okay, mm-hmm. I lost track of him. He's doing a lot of that. 
Yeah, so I, a few. I mean, I knew some Mike. great TV shows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I had a friend HBO who was shows. writing on uh, uh, yeah, Mind of the Married Man. Yeah, he that was his show. That was his show. So mm-hmm. I knew all of that. Yeah, it's just in the last few years I yeah. kind of lost track of Mike. But I, I, you know, he was doing. I was at the uh, Aspen Comedy Festival when they debuted Sex Monster, which was the movie that kind of launched him as a director. Okay. Did you see that no, movie? No, I didn't see that one. Very enjoyable mm-hmm. program. Really? Yeah. His first one was Coupe de Ville. Maybe you remember that one? I remember Coupe de Ville, but I think Sex Monster. He made Sex Monster for Did 400 he? grand. And the premise was a guy, Mike, mm-hmm. who wanted to talk his wife and having a three way with another woman. <laughs> and Sounds amazing. The wife was played by Margot Hemingway. They shot the whole thing in his house. Oh, I, yeah, that, I, I, I did see that. Yeah, and the premise was that once she decides she's very reluctant, but when she does it, she becomes a fiend yeah. and then seduces every woman around, and he's kind of out of the picture. Yeah, I, I did see that. That was, that was later after uh, Coupe de Ville. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. it after Coupe de Ville? Coupe de Ville was his first one. His father financed that one. Okay. Good. So he, that's how he started getting into the producing and the... Uh, End of uh, movies. So, I mean, Denver was one of those cities where you go back, you know, if you look at the modern era when it kind of started, which was in the late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s, um, people ask me, how did stand-up start? And I go, well, there used to be a lot of fern bars in the <laughs> 70s where there'd be these guys who play guitar and drink and tell funny jokes in between songs, and there's guys who wanted to do it who didn't know how to sing or play the guitar, so they just go up there and tell jokes. You remember uh, <laughs> Bob Saget used to play the guitar? He did. He did. Uh, uh, Wolfberg. Uh, Dennis a lot Wolfberg. Of comics, Wolfberg. Yeah. yeah. I was Back the last guy to ever hire Dennis Wolfberg. Were you? Yeah. I owned a comedy club in the Midwest in the nineties. He was he a funny guy. He was yeah. a very funny guy. Yeah. I tell you, funny is there's still people will ask me to go. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah. They'll kind of describe him. Do you ever <laughs> see him, Eleanor? No, I don't. I've it's I've great. seen him. I've never. Ah, uh, he's great. I haven't seen him. Or he was a school him. teacher. He was a school oh, teacher. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And hilarious. So you started in Denver, okay? No, Detroit. 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 You want to put me in I Denver? I know. I don't want you to do that. Let's He's go to. I'm from De- Denver now, <laughs> just just for this show. I don't know what's happening here. Did you ever work for uh, the Hargis Boys at uh, oh, Chaplin's? Chaplin's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was good friends with all of them. That was in my backyard, Those Detroit. Some, they were some interesting fellas. Yeah, they thought they were uh, good fellas. They, they, oh, they, they, okay. <laughs> I, Literally. I worked there early on. They just opened up the one that was connected Chaplin's, to a bowling alley. Yeah. yeah, Chaplin's. Mount Clemens. Yeah, and I walk in, and they pick me up in a limo at the airport, mm-hmm. which I wasn't used to. Yeah. Right. And they drive me to the club, and they said, do you want to see the club first? And yeah. You say yes, although you don't. Right. I go, yes. And I walk in. It's middle of the day. And they had all the wait staff. And all the girls were in like a tuxedo, tuxedos. Yeah, yeah. With tails. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. And, it, and they're all greeting you like you're somebody. Yeah. And then uh, like a year later, I come back and I go, look, don't touch anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Just, you know, <laughs> we're going to put you in this room. Then we'll oh. come and get you. Dude. And all five changed. changed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was uh, that was a John Yoder gig. Yeah. John that was his best one. That was his best one. And he uh, and he messed the money up on that one, too. He did. Oh, <laughs> he was a money messer? I almost said he Uh-oh. fucked the money up. You could say fuck the money up. This is the internet. I, can I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is freedom. Yeah, you guys have absolute freedom <laughs> here. It feels so much better. Yeah, this is, going out, this is going out live, and then it'll be podcast in perpetuity on Comedy School. This is the Radio. first live I've ever done podcast. That's so crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they yeah. do a lot of. I mean, some of them do tape them on the road and then put them up, upload them later. But yeah. this is we in studio. We'll be, we'll be live streamed twenty four seven by um, 
by uh, the middle of October. That's that's our goal. I'll be able to oh. listen to this later. You'll be able to listen to this later. Yeah, you'll be able to go to uh, comedyschoolsradio.com and uh, click oh. it on, and and you'll be able to listen to it. You know, I'm from Denver, right? Yeah, I, I thought you were. Aren't you actually from? You're from. Um, Aren't you from Austin, Texas? Austin. <laughs> you know what it is. So you know, because there was these good comedy scenes, and I want to tell you, I haven't gotten Eleanor yet, and she started the comedy store, mm-hmm. which has like been a permanent good comedy scene. That's right. But Detroit had a really great comedy scene. I mean, you just mentioned some of the people that came out of it. You know, Binder and Tim Allen. Yeah. And uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago had a great comedy scene. Uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. always says it has a great comedy scene. What do you? Th- yeah, I don't. They did. Maybe back they, in the day. Well, yeah. oh, the Holy City Zoo, yeah. Tony DePaul. Yeah. Did you ever meet Tony? No, I don't know Tony. I was working a creative gig down south, and I was co-headlining. Creative. With guy, creative Entertainment. Oh, yeah. A guy named Tony oh, DePaul, oh. and we're playing Pac. We both had a love for high-speed Miss Pac-Man. And then he explained to me that he used to be a club owner, and he owned a Holy City Zoo. And the Holy City Zoo was a legendary club. Robin Williams right. came out yeah. of there. Dana Carvey came out of there. All these guys. But after that, San Francisco, and I have friends in San Francisco. You had friends. I had friends. Had friends. I still do. We, <laughs> Not anymore. We, my, we, went to a, we went to a dead show uh, a couple months ago out in San Francisco. My wife and I, I'm an old deadhead. And we visited our friends and hung out in North Beach like old hippies. Wow. Actually, there's uh, Chelsea Peretti and uh, Mosher Kasher from, from San, Yeah, some yeah. good thing. For years, though, like in the 80s and 90s, the joke about to go, did you hear about the San Francisco comic who didn't make it? <laughs> the audience got his jokes. So that was... <laughs> So, dude, you've been a nonstop touring since like '79. Yeah, yeah. never took a break. Well, no, I, well, I, I didn't leave Detroit uh, and go on the road till about '83. Okay. And then uh, I moved out to LA in '90. Uh, and what part of Los Angeles do you live in now? Culver City. You live in Culver City? That's yeah. By the uh, straight out of Compton. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how about that? Out of Yo, Dre, <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> I met Dre once. I actually worked the door. I wasn't supposed to at a private party for Dre because they hadn't hired anybody to work the door <laughs> on the Sunset Strip. Wow. And I had on a suit because I was with this company. And uh, they said, we don't even to work the door. Come in and come out. And these promoters had ran all over the city and told all these girls that Dre was going to be at this party. And so Ugh. I had a suit on. I go, I was a doorman when I was a kid. Right. I said, anybody got any sunglasses? And they go, yeah. So I put on my sunglasses. I get a clipboard. And my job was to stand there. And there was a guy who looked like uh, Little Wayne. And then a woman who looked like a movie executive who stood in the lobby. And I'd look at him. And they'd either go shake their head yes or shake their head no. And I'd sit there and go, um, I'm sorry, but I don't have a uh, motherfucking killer motherfucker on the <laughs> list, sir. <laughs> and he go, oh, well, do you have uh, Dwayne Johnson? I go, no, sir, I'm sorry, we don't. Perhaps you'd like to stand in that line over there. Was it really Dwayne? Yeah, it really was Dwayne, yeah. It really was him. No, it wasn't him. That no, wasn't <laughs> Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> and when Dre pulled up, man, it was like the president. Yeah. It was on oh, Sunset yeah. Strip, right where uh, Norm's is. Okay? We were yeah. right okay. in the old Playboy building. That's All where right. this was. And it'd be like there were motorcycles and then regular sedans and SUVs. And Dre and his wife got out with hoods over their head and ran into the building. Wow. And then later on, Dre got mad at me because there was a place where you can make video recordings. And I was trying to lip sync to a Snoop Dogg song. And he told somebody, uh, get that motherfucker out of there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I met him once. Yeah? Yeah. He said, excuse me. He's standing in my way. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff to sign. He used to come to the comedy store a lot. 
Yeah. Actually, all of them. Dre, Snoop, all of them. So they, I, I've met them quite a few times. The comedy They're store. Very, very cool guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've been, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan's here. You um, you started at the comedy store. Yes. And you started in classic comedy store fashion. Which is? The belly room? No, yes. no, no. But you started out working. Oh, yeah. I was a waitress there for a long time. I didn't want to do stand-up at all. I had no interest in doing stand-up. And then, uh, unfortunately, my best friend passed away who would p- try to push me to do stand-up all the time. And then, like, a year after he passed, I started doing uh, a one-woman show. And Dice came to see me. And at the time, we had a uh, show on VH1. Yeah. So he was like, you're doing stand-up, stupid. That's not a one-woman show. Come on the road and promote. So I did. I went on the road, and I was like, I could do this, because he convinced me that I could do this. <laughs> and I was only like three months in, and opening for Dice in California was great. Then we got to New York, and they booed me off the stage. <laughs> did you do his tour when he was at Madison? Mm. No, that's long time. Oh, okay. He hasn't done that since 2000. Yeah, that was long. Uh, but I started in, um, like, it's only been eight years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you started with a one-woman show. That's I was trying the, to do this one-woman show. Uh, yeah, and then, but he convinced me. He's like, you're doing stand-up. And wow. then I went on the road with him. And after I got booed off at, uh, this was Westbury Music Fair yeah. in New York. Yeah. So it's like yeah. interesting. And around. Yeah, when people hate you from the front. And the back, and the side. You spin so around. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they can all get the They're booyah. like, oh, everybody take a look at this. And I, I had, this is going to sound weird, but I had this cute little shirt on with a half bra, and I was sweating so bad it slid down. So <laughs> they were just boo, boo. They don't use air conditioning much in there. <laughs> yeah, but when you're feeling that much hate, I think it eats up the air conditioning. <laughs> but that's that's good. I mean, New York I mean, is a place to get booed if you're going to yeah. get booed. Oh, it was yeah. great. I, you know, the Apollo is in New York. Yeah, what an mm-hmm. ass kicking. Right yeah. in the beginning, like, oh, you think you could do stand up? Yeah, all right. <laughs> you haven't, you're not really a comic, so you've been booed New York or, or uh, lent money to Rich Voss. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, there you go. Philly, I haven't Rick gotten booed. That's Voss, my hometown. Yeah. They don't boo me. Oh, they don't boo you? Nah. No, they boo Santa Claus in Philly. Well, that's because they, you know, you got to start the game. We want to see the game. We don't want to see Santa Claus. We don't have phony stuff. We need the game. I had don't two, mess with two good us. friends of mine who were very funny. Uh, Rich Scheidner and Craig Shoemaker out of Philadelphia. Yes, yes, I know Craig. So Philly, Philly had a good scene, but it never had like a scene scene. Everybody nah. would split real quick. Where in Detroit, because there was a lot of work, people would stay. Yeah. There's you some know? great comics coming up from Philly right now. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, who are they? Pat House. He's one Pat of my House? favorites. We work with him all the time. You heard Chris it first here, folks. Ha, ha, Chris Pat Cotton. House. Chris Cotton moved to uh, New York now, but he was killing it. He helped me out a lot when I first started, because I would go home a lot to Philly. So I was like, oh, where can I get up? And those guys like just were like, here, we'll take you. You have to audition, though. I'm like, okay. And then I did, and it was great. Is the Funny Bone still in Philly? No. Uh, it's Helium. Helium Club. Um, Funny Bone was on South Street. Okay. or Where was Funny Bone? Yeah, I South Street. I never played that one. Comedy Works. One yeah. of them. I don't know. Uh, uh, but, yeah, both of those went down. <laughs> so, Lowell, you're from Wichita, Kansas. Right. Yes. yes. And House Kansas. <laughs> they have good steaks there, A lot right? of corn. <laughs> A lot of corn, man. <laughs> what is it? I want to ask you something about Detroit, okay? Because I grew up in St. Louis. So when I started working in Michigan, I really felt at home because okay. they're very similar. Yeah. You know? Uh, but what is it about Detroit when you think of creative apexes? You know, people don't th- they think of New York or they think of Los Angeles. They think of San Francisco, mm-hmm. Seattle. They don't think of Detroit, but Detroit in both pop music, both rock, mm-hmm. and in, in, of course, in rhythm and blues and soul, and in comedy, wow. is incredibly cre- creative place. 
And why do you think that is? I mean, you got Motown there. The MC5 came out of there. Iggy Pop came out of there. Nugent's out of there. Seeger's out of there. All these great comics you mentioned, Tim Allen, Mike Binder, yourself. What is it about Detroit? It's Struggle. the murder capital, man. <laughs> hey, don't the get big cocky. M. Philadelphia beat you in homicides two years ago. Yeah, but we had a good draft, so <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be back. Uh, I don't. I just. Uh, I guess it's the blue collar vibe, you know, where the struggle. People, yeah, yeah. the struggle and uh, people that accept what's there, and that's you know, that's all we knew and all we know. Yeah, yeah. It's just when you when you begin to look at the we list, we commit. Yeah, yeah you do. You yeah. do. Yeah, and, and really nice people, too. I mean, I don't think people understand that. About we, If you've never been to Detroit, you think of Detroit and you hear, like, murder capital. Right. Yes. You hear all this stuff. Or you, you see all these uh, uh, reports on the news about the problems in the, the inner city of Detroit, you know, and how it's deserted, et cetera. Although I hear it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. So that's all you know. But then you go there and throughout Michigan uniformly, mm-hmm. uniformly from, you know, the, the inner city of Detroit to... To Sault Ste. Marie. It's a beautiful state. I mean, you got nothing but lakes around. Yeah. If you get out of the, the inner city, which they're bringing back now, it's, it's a great place to live, great place to raise your family. I was disappointed when I went because I didn't get mugged or anything. And yeah. I was hoping. Well, I we was could take around. care of that. We could arrange it. I was trying. I walked all over. D- we don't want to disappoint you. <laughs> we were in the rich part. You tried part. to get mugged out here. She was walking around last night. Didn't want to. want me to take her to the drugstore. Now to, I want to walk. I, I love like, the danger. I love it's a like good street fight. It's like 11 o'clock at night. A pretty woman walking down the street. Bring it on. And you can walk right to the Walgreens, right? Yeah. That's where I went. Not me. I drive a car. You drive a car. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to get mugged in Scottsdale and I'm from Detroit. I'll get you know mugged in Scottsdale. They're not going to catch me on the street. You'll read about it in the paper <laughs> that they, uh, somebody tried to mug somebody from Philadelphia and went the wrong direction. I know exactly where you guys are staying. Um, Shirley and I had our last big argument uh, last year, and uh, I said, uh, I, and I just went away for a couple of days. And I actually stayed. I you didn't stayed realize at that it, extended. I stayed the extended stay. Yeah. Now you've w- told everyone where we're at. You, you did. Huh? Now you're going to get mugged. That's a great Let area. me give you my room number, guys. Yeah. Uh, it gets gr- lonely here. That's a great I used to have a theater right in that area, so uh, I know that area well, man. Man, that's a small world, Tony. So we probably know a did lot of cross paths. Well, yeah. or we may have worked together, yeah. man. I mean, at this point, don't you – have you had guys walk up to you over the years or come up to you and go, hey, we worked together mm-hmm. in 86? And you go, yeah, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea who they are. You have no idea who they are. No. Well, it's so – after so many years passed, you know, but you can kind of remember or reacquaint or look. I had yeah. a guy Facebook me last night that started in Detroit, and he knows, like, uh, we know the same people, just like you and I. Mark Sweetman, you know Mark? Mark's, I know Mark. Yeah, Mark's a great guy. Uh, this guy, what's his name? He just Tom Waring, you ever heard of him? He Sounds said, familiar. He said he worked at the store for eight years. I was more um, of an improv guy when I started out. When I started out, you had, it was like north and south, man, in Los oh, Angeles, yeah. and you either worked the store. Or Nobody improv. told you that yeah. you couldn't if you were. Well, more. she did. Well, I was um, Mitzi's personal assistant for a while too, and uh, uh. <laughs> so yeah, she kind of did get pissed if she yeah. saw a name or if she me, saw a name on a marquee. And the, there was a real she, reason really for that from her. way back in sure. the day. What we could get into, but I want to ask you a question. I actually proposed. Uh, I knew Dick Reardon a little bit, who was mayor of Los Angeles, and I was going to actually get him to try to put a bill through saying that if any man 
really begins to have strong feelings for a woman in the Hollywood or West Hollywood area and is thinking about asking her to marry him, that first she has to reveal if she had slept with Pauly Shore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That, you know, like if, if when I met Shirley, if I thought, well, this is the girl for me, that she would have to, and I'd say, I, let's get engaged, and she would go, all right, I need to tell you uh, <laughs> that I actually did sleep with Pauly yeah. Shore. Because right. then I should be able to know that before I marry her. Yeah. So that's something you want to find out after you marry someone. I, yeah, I agree. Polly slept with that many women? He's been around. He's, he's, he, um, yes. Uh, so the weasel? <laughs> the weasel. The weasel. <laughs> so you were. Uh, I never slept with Polly. Is that good? Is that, should I put that on my resume? You know, I would really, um, I'd look at, I'd. I'd you have a Bible in here? Paul. You have a Bible in here? You know, I'm not on the I'm not on the hot track. Polly had the hot girls. Like, these girls, you had to be a certain level. Uh, yeah, and sometimes I'd hire waitresses, and he'd go, And hey. a certain mentality, probably, yeah. too. Well, he'd, hey, she, and I'd be like, no, no, not the waitresses. You can't. But once I had hired this uh, really hot girl, and he flipped out i didn't even think of it like i just mm. she had all the required we needed a body you know yeah. and she had experience <laughs> and she could actually speak so i was like oh good hire and then paulie chased her and she got nervous and quit mm. <laughs> he would chase too. i mean one of the last times i was the comedy store a few years ago paulie was out front running around with no shirt on but girls throw themselves they throw at themselves him. At i don't him. know why do. it's funny to me mm. i love that Do i mean i've not <laughs> never been that girl athletes maybe i'll throw myself in an athlete but i don't, I don't what care. type of athlete it depends. Uh, Lacrosse? No. Highlight? Uh, no, I'm a big baseball Black athlete. Fan. Black yeah. athletes? <laughs> a big black athlete. I have an autographed picture of Eric Dickerson on my refrigerator, and people are like, oh, you're going to sleep who? with him, right? <laughs> Dickerson. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I got a picture of Eric Dickerson on my refrigerator, too. <laughs> have, you sp have you been with athletes? No, I just I think baseball players are sexy. That's my favorite. So you're not one of those that goes to the ballpark and sits right behind home plate. No, no. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> hey, good hit. I'm here. No, no, no. I'm not that person. Are you Are you in a relationship now? Yes. You are. Yeah. Is it an athlete? No. Fry cook? No. Has this turned into Doctor Phil? <laughs> we'll be right back. I are went, you in a relationship? I went the criminal route. <laughs> no. You have a criminal, a drug dealer. I'm going back to old school Philly style. No, he's my, a good guy. Going back to my roots. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you married? Do you have kids? I'm uh, divorced. Divorced. There you go. Uh, you have I have now. two daughters. Oh. One daughter lives here in uh, Tempe. Oh, okay. Married, and she has. I got a grandson, two years old. Cool. Wow. Cool. That I'll be visiting shortly after I leave this podcast. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, we have we have grandchildren. I have a 25 year old daughter who lives in Los Angeles. So oh, that's great. You so got grandkids yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, congratulations. Yeah, we got we got a uh, three year old and six year old, uh, three year old grandson and six year old granddaughter. Yeah. They call me Ace. Ace. Oh, yeah. that's what we call my that's grandpa. That's a great story. You call here. your grandpa that? We called my grandpa Ace. Yeah. Grandpa Ace. Oh. Now, how did that come about? Um, I gotta be honest, I don't know. I want to say it has something to do with gambling. My grandpa was a bad gambler, uh, and uh, he owed every Shylark in town money, you know. But because you was started ace. out he doing comedy cool. in Detroit, Detroit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so that's Philly. how they call him, uh, yeah, everybody Swiss, and uh, that's why they called him Ace. He was so what, cute. Why yeah. do they call you Ace? Well, yeah, what happened was we weren't, we weren't married yet. The grandchildren are, are her daughter's uh, children. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when the first daughter, when the daughter was going to have the, uh, the granddaughter, I know her husband a little bit. And I go, I would feel bad if my daughter 
uh, had a kid, and then my ex-wife, they were calling that guy grandpa, and they yeah. weren't married. And I go, I go, I don't want to disrespect this guy. Right. Okay? So I don't think that they should call me grandpa. Okay. Because we're not married yet. They should call me Ace. And I was joking. Uh-huh. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah. I go, they should call me Ace. And I'm sitting there with her and her daughter and her son-in-law, and I go, yeah, that's a good idea. And I go, oh, Jesus. So now I got two little it's kids. Stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's not just now I'm, I'm grandpa Ace. Yeah, you could have been Ace or Joker. I could have been Joker, yeah. Grandpa Joker. Yeah. When they hear someone call me by another name, they get that furrowed yeah. brow and they go, yeah. why are they calling well, Grandpa Ace to Tony? Out. Why are they doing that? Are you, Eleanor, are you a grandmother? Yes, I'm a grandmother. <laughs> uh, no. I could be. I have two of my best friends are grandmothers, but only because they had kids in high school. Well, <laughs> so, so now their kids are old grandma. enough to. It's crazy. It's so crazy to me. But so uh, no, I don't have any kids, but I come from a giant family, so I have. I have nine brothers and sisters, and I have ten nieces and nephews. So you got a you got a big family. Got enough. Are they supportive of what you're doing? Oh, they love it. They can't get enough. Nine brothers yeah. and sisters. Oh, yeah, you have nine brothers and. Did I just? Uh, he picked it up. I did. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, in this day and age, that's, that's a an old school family. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and my mom's sister had ten kids too, so we're like our own tribe. Yeah, so we got you got to get. The ball rolling yeah. here. Yeah, we had a lot of yeah. tuitions to pay. If I don't, I'm shit. Where are you in the? I'm number the chain? eight. I'm the at the eight? bottom. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should. You gotta get started. Quick kids. Yeah. Hell How do they no. feel about you dating I black le- athletes? Well, <laughs> they love they it. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I do. I always say that that I sleep with guys for pigment because uh, <laughs> I need it. I like them dark, not too dark. I don't want to kill my father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he liked that, yeah. <laughs> As if that's going to make a difference. Yeah, he's yeah. What? Well, he's black. He ain't too black. <laughs> yeah. I always tell my brothers that. I'm going to bring home, like, a black guy with, like, a Black Lives Matter shirt on and really just mess up daddy. Like, uh, <laughs> he, he, be, went, he better put hands up, don't shoot. He's all, that's a good one, too. Yeah, he's old school. He's like, you know, my parents split up when I was a kid, so my dad's uh-huh. still, like, this crazy old Marine running around <laughs> muttering things. Shell shot. Yeah, throwing <laughs> things at poor Filipino kids. I'm like, Dad, you were in the Korean War. It's a different thing. Leave you those know guys I, alone. My dad used to make Filipinos. He's go, oh, that guy must be a Filipino. Filipino. He thought that was very funny. Yeah, like he liked the word. And then my younger brother married a, a Filipino woman. He goes, and went in a car with him, and he goes, well, guess I can't make fun of Filipinos no more. <laughs> Probably hurt your brother's feelings. You know, he gets all sensitive. My girlfriend's Filipino. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not going to make fun of Filipinos. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask ahead. you a question before we wrap up. They're and great I, people. And uh, by the way, uh, if you're listening today, uh, these two very funny people at the Laugh Factory tonight, Friday for two shows, two shows Saturday and one show Sunday. And if you're going to be listening later, uh, you'll be able to hear them and then be aware when they're back in the Valley of the Sun. But I just want to ask you a kind of a, a comedy-related question. This, there's a woman named Nicole Arbor. Do you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Who is, I guess is a YouTube individual. Unfortunately, I do know who you're talking about. Do you, yeah. do you know her? I don't know her at all. Okay. Uh, I just, I'm saying this video has gone viral and whatever. You know, it's Bold, like you one of those YouTube up. stars. Catch me up. So she's a YouTube star. She's one of these. Uh, she's Nicole she, who? N- Nicole Arbor. Arbor. She's a Arbor. young, um, she's a young, thin, blonde-haired, attractive woman who's kind of nasty, I guess. Well, or rude, or why don't you well, here's the thing. She, she does this. Uh, she's a very pretty girl. She, what, she does this thing about fat people. Uh, she does a lot of videos. Oh, I did see right. something. Right, and yeah. so it's like it's like fat shaming. It's not a thing, you know, and whatever. And it's cool. It, the video should be edited a little bit. It stinks, you know. It's too long <laughs> for me. For me, I don't like it. And if you want to talk about fat people, that's fine. Whatever. Be funny though. Be funny. 
I don't think she should have lost her job. Apparently, she lost a job. I saw over something it about that today. Because, in all honesty, if she wants, that's freedom of speech. You know what I mean? All right, go ahead, say it. If you disagree with it, like my good friend Sean Halpin, he's a comic uh, from Texas and he lives in LA, but he disagreed with it, so he made a funny video to counteract it. Got a lot, of, you know what I mean? It, but I don't think he. It wanted her job taken away, you know. It was just what talking kind of trash. Job does she have? It was I don't a know. Dan- it was a dance. I think a dance choreographer on a film, and then the director has now decided not to hire. That's the report that I saw today. Yeah, I mean, you're losing jobs I'm over this. That's kind here. of so, you're losing uh, so low. You've been you've been in I don't think that's since right. The late seventies. Yeah. Okay, and and you and I have both seen it change a little bit. There that's was, her. Uh, yeah, that's her. Okay. Yeah, I've yeah, explained to people. Cute. Yeah. Right. There was a time yeah. you could you could do a lot of jokes about pedophilia. You could do jokes about uh, sleeping with underage girls, yeah. and it was like well received. As a matter of fact, you American had comedic culture, license. I mean, you could look yeah. at uh, uh, you know Chuck Berry wrote a song called "Sweet Little 16. Yeah, the Beatles had you know I saw Stan she was just seventeen. So the concept of sleeping with teenage girls was always part of the American culture, but now it is verboten. You know, I mean, have you noticed the change over the years? The censorship? Oh, yeah. yeah. On what people accept or don't accept? Oh, yeah. It's completely different. I mean, back in the days, we used to use uh, the N-word on stage like nothing, you know? Yeah. Uh, Now that's gone, you know? Uh, Can't talk. You mean everybody can choose the N-word? (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what? back in the no. day, they wouldn't they wouldn't really get mad if uh, white comics, white comics that used it. That yeah, I, guess, I mean, if it was used, I've heard comics use it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think but of it, but it, they I don't even want black comics to use yeah. it anymore. Yeah, they're trying to censor everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the uh, the titles of one of the greatest comedy albums of all time. Unless you, oh, Paul yeah. Mooney. Yeah, Paul. My favorite. Paul, yeah, Paul can Paul, use yeah. it. Nigga, please. He'll. <laughs> I just was listening to Paul two no, days no, no, ago. No, no, no. So I just think it's an interesting phenomenon how there almost seems to be some sort of um, uh, keyboard vigilantes now. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you should be able to, if you're going to make a little bit, if you think it's fun, if it's not funny, you know, you, then, hey, you yeah. opened yourself up for other people to talk yeah. trash on you, and that's exactly. fine. So go, but then everybody has the right to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or close the whole stupid thing down. I think they even closed her YouTube account for a couple days. They and did, or they, or they took the video Why, off. Yeah. Because of fat, what, what was so bad said, about it? She said, you know, uh, and, and I didn't see uh, it. most of the things she's saying were fat, like true, whatever. Like, I have a, I, my sister is 350 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And she had a, cyst, a polycystic kidney disease. So her kidneys weighed 30 pounds each. That's 60 pounds. I get it. But she'd be the first one to tell you. I also eat tasty cakes regularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. A Philadelphia I treat. I, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't care. She was like, I'm, I'm deaf. I'm not going to not eat. She did. She ate a lot. And that's fine. Whatever. I look like this. She looked like that. You know, we're all different. But you, you, she's saying, like, fat shaming isn't a thing. And fat people made that up because they're fat. Bah, bah, bah. It was like a real silly thing. And some people took serious offense to it. Like, one... Uh, what was that lady? Uh, she has a show on Nickelodeon or some TV land or something called My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Yeah. She's a big girl. She went out against this Nicole yeah. Arbor girl. And she was like, you don't know what I have. You don't know what I She goes, I tell you about my diabetes, but that would be a season two spoiler. And I'm like, you're just confirming everything that girl said. Yeah. Neither one of you are funny. Oh, so whatever, both of you go away. But I'm not saying they should be censored. Do your th- just ignore it. But don't you, know? you think these people they do have the that right to, to say get whatever. attention and she's getting of what course, she expected yes. from it. But to Three be shut hits. to be yeah. shut down, I don't think that's fair. 
or, no, or fire. Freedom of yeah. yeah. Freedom well, you know what I think people lose sight of is that um, Letty Bruce went to jail, mm-hmm. literally went to jail right. over language that he used, and George Carlin had to go all the way to the Supreme Court to be able to have freedom of speech. Yeah. And now but they already did that for us. Yeah, they, and now still doing this. Just, it, it seems. Like and and of course that what they were using ba- basically were uh, graphic sexual terms, right? And that's what was illegal to say in public over the public airwaves or in in a public place, right? Lenny Bruce was fired from Ciro's before it was the Comedy Store. It was a fire, was arrested because he decided to cuss in Yiddish. <laughs> and uh, Lowell, you're a longtime <laughs> resident of Los Angeles, right? You remember? Years, tw- you remember Sherman Block was a, a mayor, was the sheriff of uh, Los Angeles. He was the sheriff. Oh, yeah. He was he, at one time. He was the only Jewish member of the sheriff's department, and they used to send Sherman Block into Ciro's to watch Lenny Bruce because Lenny was cussing in Yiddish. And when he cussed in Yiddish, they would arrest him. And then Mort Saul would have to run across the street and do his. Mort, Mort actually told me that story. Mort Saul, yeah. So you have you had that issue. So now once again, now we almost have this sort of keyboard vigilanteism yeah. where people will lose jobs, lose careers over. What so many of us think of the most innocuous things? Yeah. Well, it's a new era now with the social media. I mean, that's what we're fighting now. I mean, yeah. if she just came out a long time ago and was just it was in an article, right? Yeah, you wouldn't make such big yeah. waves about it. But now you can put it on a video, and you can and it lives everyone forever. Everyone can look yeah. at it and you can comment on it, and so it gets attention. Yeah. So. All that being said, that we uh, we would never fat shame any fat people on this. No, show. I don't, and I do think it is a thing. We will but call fat people fat people on yeah. this show. But where I grew up, we did. I'm what sorry. Do, what do we, we call? F- they we, did it to me too. Did, I was yeah. a skinny knock kneed You know, they made fun of me for being skinny. I always. <laughs> is there an acceptable term now for, for fat people? For fat. fat, yeah. It's just fat still. Is it? <laughs> you know what it is? I, I mean, I heard the term morbidly obese. Well, yeah, and I think that's also what she, uh, that girl was trying to do. She was like, I'm not talking if you have, like, 30 extra pounds for the cushion. You know, she was trying to say that. Yeah. She was saying, like, the cr- the the morbidly obese. Well, you know, it's weird, though. Someone who's maybe two or 300 pounds overweight probably has a serious health issue. Yeah, maybe. Or absolutely. someone who's, like, 20 pounds overweight is but just maybe just a pig. Yeah. You know, just someone who's eating yeah. McDonald's at midnight. You know, something that's, that's how dare you pick on me. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a McDonald's midnighter. Yeah. What time is a commercial? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. We don't. Uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> no, we got, I have to. Uh, you got to go. Yeah, yeah I got to. You got to go. You got to go visit your granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my grandson. Grandson. So, uh, your grandson. Paul, Paul didn't tell us we had to do this until we were leaving last <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, hey, 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 hey. And so, uh, <laughs> so well, I hope you're listening, we Paul. Um, we're glad we came. Yeah, and uh, like it's, it's a nice bedroom. Yeah. Be, yeah, you like it? It's a I nice like joint. It. We like it. It's got free coffee. So, folks, you've been listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition at the ComedySchools.com studios on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. You already know that if you're listening. Well, you, uh, if you're tuning in late, we are talking with the uh, very funny and intelligent and uh, uh, really enjoyable talk to Lowell Sanders. Who is uh, from thanks for having Detroit. us. Detroit. Detroit. No, man. I'm, I'm from Denver. He's from Denver. <laughs> and Eleanor Kerrigan, who's from Guam. Guam. <laughs> Guam. Who uh, live in a tree. came out of Philadelphia. Yeah. They are at the Laugh Factory all weekend. And they will be up uh, uh, with, our, uh, with our whole library of podcasts. And next time you hear the coming to town, listen in. And you'll be able to uh, 
kind of track what we talked about now and what they'll be talking about uh, the next time and we next see them. And next time we're in town, we're definitely coming by to see y'all. Yes, thank, thank you so thank much. You. We're going to continue on, so you're going to be able to get okay. up and leave, and we're going to oh, continue perfect. on. But I want to thank you. Thank uh, you can so we get much. some uh, pictures real quick, Shirley, with yes. them sitting here? Just Thanks stay, a lot. Okay. Just stay there. We're going to take the picture from here, because if I get up, this whole Where, thing where's will the camera? fall apart. Shirley has it's it right there.